Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of About to Review. Uh, this episode is special in a couple different ways. One, uh, it is another uh, favorite ep- favorite type of episode. We're doing a director spotlight. And I say we because we're also doing a collaboration with another podcast, the Curly Nerd Podcast. So I am sitting here with Jess. Hello. With the weakest hello. Are you a church mouse? <laughs> what was that? Hello. Greetings. Wow. And What's that? It, that? Oh, there she is. There she is. She woke up. And then the man who goes by many names, if you listen to his podcast or their podcast, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Damian Randall. I've run out of names. Hello, everyone. I am very happy to be here, wherever I am right now. <laughs> On an iPad is where you are right now. That's right. See, what was funny is I was trying to come up with a name for Damien. Uh-huh. I was like, nope. no one can hold a handle. Damien Randall. Oh, uh, and then hey, I was like, "There we go." There's that. Oh, right, there there we go. That's pretty good. Yeah, because I, I thought about it. Because I know that every now and then you have, you like to throw out a random name of yours. Let's go. So, I'm, I'm ready for it. So real we'll quick, <laughs> real quick, your podcast, the two of you, the Curling Nerd Podcast. Tell everyone a little bit about that. Who goes first? One of you two. Okay, I will go first. Mm-hmm. The Curly Nerd Podcast is a brainchild of Damien and myself, and we decided about a year ago. Wow. This is already off to a terrible start. Worst collaboration ever. <laughs> no, that, well, who's, that was, whose idea was it? Was yeah, it seriously. your idea? Or was it my uh, idea? I think it was Damien's idea. Damien's kind of like Matthew idea. Knowles, and I like to call myself Beyonce. You know, like okay, the same look like, Damien has. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is the same look I had. So I was like, mm, "Where is this going?" Mm. I mean, you know, you could have gone Ike and Tina. You could have gone Ike and, Tina. Ike and Tina. That's a, that's horrible. <laughs> that is horrible. I thought that's, Matthew that's Knowles bad. was excellent because Matthew Knowles created Beyonce, who is yeah. a worldwide phenomenon, if you will, and that is we what will. I planned to be, sir. Wow. Enjoy your title, Houston. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. I mean, yeah. you know, Matthew Houston from Houston, right? You from you, you're from you're from Houston, correct? I'm from Houston. I'm from H Town. That's right. Yeah, yeah we, it probably it probably came about from some type of casual conversation somewhere, and um, we had been talking about other podcasts that we were listening to. It mm-hmm. was like, hey, we should do our own podcast, right? <laughs> about nerd stuff, which I think is and, how about ninety nine percent of podcasts right. start. People yeah. like us who listen to podcasts every day, mm-hmm. we're like, man, I had these conversations too. Wait a minute. Let me get some microphone. Right. And, and record this conversation. It. Yeah. No, that's kind of how yeah. it turned out. And uh, so Damien and I actually, to give a little backstory, we actually met on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had friends in common and we met on Twitter because I was tweeting about how I was missing a Thor comic and he said he would like send it to me and that's just basically how we met. We met on Twitter and then we didn't actually meet in person until three, four years, 2000 and... About three, four years ago. We knew each other for about three years before Before we we even actually met. Yeah. And coincidentally enough, like his really good friends who were in Houston ended up moving to Seattle. Now I'm trying to get him to move to Seattle. 
So okay. all his friends, all three of us, Damien only has three friends, uh, all live <laughs> One, in two, Seattle. Three. Yeah. <laughs> all three of them. All three right. of them. All live in Seattle all, now. All three of them? Tree. Yeah. All three of them? All three. All three of them. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, and then, well, anyway, so yeah, we ended up being just nerd friends. We were friends mm-hmm. and then nerd friends. Unfortunately, because of him and his friends, now I am one of these people who likes sneakers. So he's that's oh, I wasn't yeah. a sneaker Corruption. person. Yeah, he kind of they corrupted oh, yeah. me with the whole Nike thing, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. now I look at who what Ugh, looking at. Sneakers. I got some coming this week. God, I feel like that. What was it? That one cut episode of uh, the Boondocks where Uncle Ruckus finds out he's a hundred percent black. Remember? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's me going to the sneaker store. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, wow, but yeah, and we ended up. He ended up coming up with um, his wife to do Emerald City Comic Con with me. Oh, I've been okay. doing that yeah, for yeah. a while. And then they had they were San Diego Comic Con vet- veterans, and I was oh, yeah. able to tag along with them for the past couple of years. This mm-hmm. year, we weren't able to make it. And about a year ago, yeah. at San Diego Comic Con is when we decided we wanted to officially do the podcast. And so Damien recorded a video of myself going kind of on the show floor and... A few other, you know, things, and mm-hmm. we decided to do our first podcast from San Diego Comic Con, and that was just we've done our best yep. to try to do it every week. Um, really, but you know, d- d- done your best. We've done. I mean, we try. Uh, <laughs> we try. We try. I mean, we really do. As a listener of the Curling Nerd Podcast, <laughs> I somehow doubt the uh, the every week. But uh, you know, wait, we do. You got to give us credit though for the last. Uh, Four or five weeks. We've been we've been every week. Okay, right. We're I, doing our best. I, I will give that to you. I felt so bad. Like as a new podcaster, when I missed an episode, mm-hmm. I had panic attacks. Oh, can I really sleep at night? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it was fine. <laughs> that's a, that's the beautiful Appreciate part about that, podcasts. Though. So you you work on your own schedule. Absolutely. And you know it's 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 a routine. It's about consistency. And yeah, we're we're trying. Exactly. And it is, it is a passion project. Like these are conversations that we would all be having anyway. Right. So the fact that we get the chance to record it, put it out there. Yeah. is awesome. Also, we're in different time zones. We are in different time zones. You got to give us that. True. Yeah. All right. I I guess. Thank, thank (laughs) God that Damien is a night person though, because he will be up late sometimes recording. Which I, I appreciate that it will probably be this evening, sir. You guys are doing another episode tonight? Yeah. yeah. Well, we have to release it. We're trying to release on Mondays. Oh, Mondays. Yeah. Okay. yeah I drop to, on Wednesdays. We're trying to release yeah, on Mondays. All right. We want to do, try to do the beginning of the week. Uh, that's, yeah. our new, that's our new goal. Uh, don't hold us to that, but that's right. our new goal. Is <laughs> this is on record. <laughs> this is on record. They claimed every Monday. Yeah. Hey, wait, 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 <laughs> right. wait. Wait. Okay. We didn't say every. Mm. Did I say every? Maybe. I, I think you, that you, you, see, like, you said I, it. I decided on Wednesdays because Wednesday, as both of us, all three of us know, comic book day. Uh, yes. yes. So I wanted to release on Wednesdays, and so far, I've only missed one. Uh, so I I, I'm pretty excited that. about that. But anyway, so definitely check out the Curly Nerd Podcast. They are on iTunes. You guys are also on SoundCloud, right? Yes. Absolutely. SoundCloud. I have no idea how that works. Mm-hmm. I really should Uh-oh. figure it out. That's interesting. Oh, it's, it's really easy. Oh, sweet. Maybe we, you and I can talk about that later, Damien. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so yeah, check them out. So on today's episode, uh, the director spotlight that we're going to be focusing on is the one and only Christopher Nolan. 
So when I first talked to Jess when she was on a couple episodes uh, back, and I talked about director spotlights and what we wanted to focus on, and she was like, if you do a Christopher Nolan one, I want to be on it. So boom goes the dynamite. Here <laughs> and, you are. And here's Christopher Nolan. Uh, and we're not really going to focus on Christopher Nolan himself. We're mainly just going to focus on his films and kind of. Oh man, that's the homie. <laughs> you I mean, guys go way back. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, we go way back to never. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're we're just going to talk about his movies, and I wanted to start off with kind of our first exposure to Christopher Nolan. So, Damien, how about you kick us off? Like, when was the first time you knew who Christopher Nolan was? Even before we do that, mm-hmm. I have to do a humble brag. I have to do a humble brag. Oh, boy. Because... Here it there's is. There's no such thing as a humble yeah. brag. <laughs> That's right. You know. Because Jessica and I both got to see him at Comic-Con. Uh-huh. My very first Comic-Con, ago. 2014, and he came out for Interstellar. And I couldn't and believe he it. he never, yeah. knew. never couldn't does Comic-Con. It. You should have yeah. seen and me. I, 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 just, I, look, I, turned around look, yeah, I turned around and looked at Damien. I'm like, oh my God. I was like <laughs> jumping on the chair. Like, oh my God, I get to see Christopher Nolan. It was, it was pretty great. It was awesome. amazing. He didn't really say much. Nope. But he was there. <laughs> Not surprisingly. But he, was, but he there. was there. And I was there and to I witness him. It was great. It was that, wait, wait, what year was that? 2014. 2014? 2014? Yeah. yeah. At San Diego? Yes. Sheesh. San Diego Comic Con. Yes. Hall H. Hall oh, H. Wow. Yeah. And Hall yeah, H. And then then Matthew McConaughey came out after that. And, and just went on a rant us. about sandwiches or mustard No, he came out first. No, he came out first and did the whole, all oh, yeah, right, all right. right, all right. Of course. Showed a clip from the movie, which looked so amazing. And then Christopher Nolan came out and they sat down and talked about it for about five minutes. Yep. And pe- Did people even get to ask questions? No. Yeah. He talked about it just <laughs> nope. enough to say, he talked just enough to say, I can't tell you anything about the movie. Right. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I've ne- yeah. I've never done Comic Con before. This is my first time here. Um, and it I can't will be tell my you last. anything about the movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is crazy. Okay, that was 2014. Yeah, we'll get into yeah. this later. But he had already done a trilogy. Yes. Of comic book movies. Right. Yep. And 2014, yep. I was like, all right, I'll stop by. Uh, yeah. yeah. I have the sci-fi coming out. It has nothing to do with comics, but <clears throat> no. okay. I'll let you guys see it a little. You know. So that. Was- but to his credit. He, to his credit, I mean, the, the studio is going to take care of that anyway. He doesn't have to come out to hype up Batman right. at all. Right. Warner no. Brothers is going to take care of that. So Chris Nolan is like, hey, man, um, I'm just going to come out and promote my own stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this thing that I and wrote really- and directed. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. Just gonna do, I'm going to show that. Yeah. But to answer your question, mm-hmm. uh, my, my first experience with Christopher Nolan was Memento. Yep. And actually, I, I, it was kind of weird because this was back in the days of videotapes. Uh-huh. And uh, I actually... How old are we? Man. Uh, I don't know what a videotape is. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're not fooling anyone. <laughs> I don't know your talk. What's videotape? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm probably the oldest. That's, that's all good. Probably. Yeah. Oh. You are, sir. Called out. Uh, sir. I don't, I don't, I don't know how old John is. Sir. That is fun. Yeah, you can take the cake on that. Let's one. change the subject. So anyway, so you watched. Uh, so you were watching it on a reel to reel. No, no, actually, it, I uh, was actually in block. I was in Blockbuster Video. Oh wait, hold What's on. What's Blockbuster Video? Yeah, a moment of silence. Moment of silence. <laughs> moment of silence. For Blockbuster Video. I'm gonna pour out a little coconut water for the what? Blockbuster Video. 
Okay. Hey, so, coconut water is expensive. <laughs> you better keep it. I was like, hey, yeah. What do you think you are? <laughs> okay, so Blockbuster Video. I was, in, I was in Blockbuster Video, and it was actually, Memento was actually on an end cap. I, I didn't even know of it in the movies or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yep. It was on an end cap, and it was one of those things where uh, you can rent three videos for a certain price, and I only had two. And I was like, eh, this looks like it might be something. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and pick it up. And I picked up Memento, and my mind was absolutely and completely blown. Mm-hmm. And I was just amazed that nobody that I knew was talking about this movie, and it was one of the most incredible things that I'd ever seen. Yep. Absolutely agree. Uh, Jess, what was your first exposure? Was it the same thing? No, I, actually, um, I wasn't born when that movie came out. So, oh, oh man, <laughs> if you guys could, if, if you guys could feel how much lying is happening right now. Wow. I don't know what you're talking. Who's Christopher Nolan? Uh, actually, if I'm honest, the first thing I ever saw that was Christopher Nolan was Batman Begins. But the first okay. time I ever saw something where I recognized the director was The Prestige, and I saw that okay. in the theater as well. And so I saw The Prestige, and I remember. What there was another movie that was similar to that that the came Illusionist. out The Illusionist and the I Illusionist. actually walked out of that movie. What? Yeah, I didn't I thought it, it just was so awful and kind of slow for me, so I kind wow. of got up, I walked out and I I'm not going to tell you what I ended up watching instead because it was just as bad. Mm. But I just was I, I I don't know which one came out first, but I felt like when I watched The Prestige, I was like, so this was done better. Okay. As a, you know, and that was when I realized when I saw the difference between so directors the, i guess the illusionist came out in 2006 the prestige came out in 2006 yeah they, okay see that's what i thought yeah they were neck and neck yeah yeah and, I, and for a while i was confused about which was mm-hmm. which yep which all is i so know un- is the prestige was better yeah so unfortunate when not unfortunate i mean when movie studios do that because you know a lot of a lot of what will happen is someone comes in with a script screenplay and was like hey i want to make this movie <clears throat> studio a rejects it they go to Studio B. They accept it. Studio A is like, hey, remember a few months ago we, uh, we heard about that thing? We should do our own. So that <laughs> happens frequently. A lot of times when you see two movies that come out that are very similar around the same time, yeah, yeah that is what like, happens. Like Avengers and Justice League. Oh, man. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure <laughs> about that no, at all. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just being salty for no reason. Forgive me. <laughs> I'm from um, Texas. That's what we do. Right. So my first exposure to Christopher Nolan, same thing with Damien, was Memento. The main reason I saw it, and I think it actually was at a Blockbuster also, now that I think about it, uh, before you could you know, go into Blockbuster and like blow the dust off it, like the Ark of the Covenant, uh, anything that was on the shelf. <laughs> so the reason that I saw it is I picked up the box, and it had Carrie Ann Moss in it, who oh, yeah. we had just seen in, in the, Matrix. the Matrix. Yeah. Yep. And she was great in the Matrix, and I was like, okay, like I will check this out. Yeah. Um, at that point, like I did not really know much else about it, other than that was what I liked. It had a cool box. Do you remember Damien? Um, I remember. It looked the box. Kind- I actually, oh, really? I Are actually, you sure? I do. And I remember seeing it when I would go into actually Hollywood video. Oh. And I would see it every time I went in there. Because it looked kind of like a journal. Yeah. Like it yeah. had a really cool box yeah, yeah. design. Yeah. Which is that no, a lost. Pretty... I mean, we could go on a different tangent about that. Maybe for another episode. But like the lost well, art of box design. Because it yeah. had to. Like you were walking down those aisles. Hollywood video. Blockbuster video. Premium yeah. video. Back where I grew up. That box wow. had to catch you. Yes, and it did. And if not, yep. you were walking past Yes, it did. Yep. So maybe the next episode to do a collaboration on will be that. 
But that was my first exposure. I watched it, and I was same thing, Damien. I was blown away. I was like, "Dude, this movie is incredible." So we will just kind of lead right into that because he did come out with Christopher Nolan two mm-hmm. films before that, uh, a very short yeah. film. It was like three minutes called Doodlebug, <laughs> uh, which is a black and white film. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. What is incredible to me, anyone who is listening. <laughs> Go back and watch that short and then realize that is the same person who made three Dark Knight movies, made Interstellar. Like, this is a student <laughs> film of all student films. Have you seen yes. it, Damien? Yes, I have. Oh, okay. I, I'm like, you're I, laughing. I, I I'm like, it. have you seen it? I haven't seen it. No, I'm, I'm laughing because uh, Doodlebug was my childhood nickname. Wow. Are we, we, my, we in a tribe called funny. Quest? I was... Well, no, that's a uh, Diggable Planet. That's oh, Diggable, 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 Diggable Planet. Planet. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Diggable, Diggable Planet. Doodlebug, yes. Ladybird. Yeah. yeah, what were the... I don't know. Lady, yeah, Ladybug, so many Mecca, and she knows, she probably knows Ish. It's not Butterfly. Oh, yeah, stuff. anyway. Again, <laughs> another episode for <laughs> yeah, another yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I, I actually just saw Doodlebug about the, about four or five years ago for the mm-hmm. first time, and I just, I, I, I sat there and laughed at the whole thing. Thought the same yeah. thing you did, that... Like this is this is like the epitome <laughs> of student films. Yep, it is. It is one room with one person. <sighs> yes, what? and that is it. Uh, the loose <laughs> plot in a three-minute film. Uh, this guy is in his apartment, I guess we yep. could say, in a room, chasing something like a bug or something like a bug. And that's the. <clears throat> but turns out the thing that he is chasing, and this is not a spoiler alert. The movie came out like twenty years ago. And it yeah. is a three-minute film. Uh, uh, it was him. It was oh. a tiny version of himself that kind of like... It's like the Twilight Zone. Seriously. And that yeah. is another thing that Christopher Nolan does tremendously and a constant theme throughout all of his movies. He loves messing with time, with space, with mm-hmm. really interesting concepts. So Doodlebug, it is three minutes. Go find it on YouTube. It yeah, is awesome. It, it's good for a laugh. <laughs> especially considering his next film was the following and now what is the following now i have not seen that now that one i haven't seen either I wow have to admit. sorry we haven't seen that i know john i want to be on your christopher nolan i podcast. haven't seen I give love- me a break i haven't what is I've the seen following everything isn't except that, that a tv one. show uh oh okay first of all yes it is a tv <laughs> show second of all it it is about this guy who starts following people around he's an unemployed kind of writer and he is following people around to get ideas for a new story. And interestingly enough, it combines, not combines, there's a character in this who the main character talks to and kind of takes to the movie whose name is Cobb, who, then that same name, shows up in Inception. So the following was Christopher Nolan's like first major film. <laughs> it had <laughs> a massive budget of $6,000. Oh. Yes! Like six thousand dollars. Like goals. Right. <laughs> his his first feature length. Yeah. So I'm ready for it. Especially coming off of Doodlebug, which Damien, you and I have seen it. Probably at a budget about mm, ten dollars, if that. Got the chair for free. <laughs> if that. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Someone just lent him a camera. Seriously. Yeah. So the following minor minor budget six thousand dollars, but even in that he started exploring kind of who he was as a director, who he wanted to mm-hmm. be as a director. It was this neo-noir crime thriller, which is something that continues through 
all of his movies. It sounds like that sounds like Alfred Hitchcock. What do you like? Exactly. Stumbling across some yep. crime mm-hmm. that happens, and so like what was it called? Rear Window, or you know, like yeah. one of those Alfred the, Hitchcock. The rear type. Window, yeah, yeah, very like uh, Hitchcockian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, might, I guess is a like word. Hitchcock. I mean, it is now. Yeah, it is now. So, but yeah, moving on from those, Memento. Damon and I already talked about it, kind of. But suggest so what when you first saw Memento. Mm-hmm. What were your first impressions? I was tripping. I I, <laughs> I actually didn't see it until three years ago. Oh, because I'd seen all these Christopher Nolan movies, and then uh-huh. one of my girlfriends is like, "Have you seen Memento?" I go, "I've never gotten around to seeing it." Like I just okay. I have wow. to put the, put this disclaimer out there. I am as I like to always say on the Curly Nerd podcast. I'd be in these streets if you ever see my Snapchat. <laughs> I am never home, and if I am, there's a million people at my house. Mm-hmm. And so if I don't see a movie in the theater or on an airplane, mm-hmm. I'm not going to see it at all. Like, it's just okay. not going to happen. You and know, Memen- Memento is not a movie that made it. Like, and that was the thing. Damien, do you even remember this hitting the theaters? Because I do not. <laughs> I don't no. remember the trailer at all. And I, that's all I do is watch TV. I didn't, especially back then. <laughs> I finally got cable. I was an adult. My parents didn't let me have cable. I was, all I did mm-hmm. was watch TV. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't really remember. I vaguely remember a trailer for it, but not really. And, All, that, like, and I just remember because of the Matrix chick, right? Yep, you know, I'm exactly. like, oh, there's the Matrix yep. chick. That was the only thing that drew me to the movie in the first place was the box art and Carrie Ann Moss. Mm-hmm. But I do not remember this movie ever being in the theater. Maybe it was. I, I don't remember I mean, it all. it was, but... Well, okay, yes, yeah. it was. But you let me, know, let me but rephrase like we, that. <laughs> it was there for three, three weeks and then right. people forgot about it. It was probably at some art house... Right. theater anyways it wasn't at some big regal or something yeah because with memento i mean i was just i was blown away it was again he kept the budget really low yeah. and focused on the story i have talked about that on many episodes when you minimize the budget minimize the screenplay or not minimize the screen but minimize the budget but just focus on the story focus on the characters yes. let them breathe yeah so much better than a lot of movies that just only focus on the other stuff. Yeah. It was amazing. And um, the the craziest thing about it is it wasn't until, I guess, three quarters of the way through the movie that I that I realized that it was being told in reverse chronological mm-hmm. order. Well, that's and, what I was just going to yeah. say. It's like I was the whole entire movie I'm watching because I just it wasn't that long ago when I watched mm-hmm. it, you know, uh, I'm watching it and I'm just like, what is going on? And then, you know, you're halfway through the movie. and You're going like. Oh my yep. god, this movie's crazy. And then the ending, and you're like, this movie was crazy. Oh my god, this is a crazy. I was like, this movie was nuts. It's like, oh, Christopher Nolan's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It took me, I mean, it was maybe about that three quarter mark, but this is a movie that you can go back and watch so many different times because until you realize that the two different ways of filming are essentially two different timelines. Like, until you make that connection, you were yeah. watching it and you were <clears throat> absorbed in it being like, wait, I thought this was happening. And I thought this was happening. And it just goes right. deeper and deeper. Right. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. And it's, and it's one of those movies that, um, kind of like Usual Suspects, that I had to go back and watch it a second time mm-hmm. with with that knowledge in hand. And I was I was still completely blown away. Like, oh, okay, this was genius. And nobody can ever do this again because yep. he did it first. Yeah, he did. And he did it well. And that was the thing is like he took a formula that was kind of out there already because like Tarantino likes Mm -hmm. to mess with timelines, likes to mess with the way you go into watch a movie is not like you, you, you kind of think about it a little bit more with the Tarantino movie. 
So Nolan right. took that and was like, okay, you think you can mess with people's heads? I got you. Yeah. And just totally flipped yeah. it. And, and, and Nolan's uh, usage of it in this movie was, it, it seemed more intentional and it was actually, it, it, it was actually what made the movie, the mm-hmm. movie. Like Tarantino's movies, you can, you can pretty much jigsaw any of his scenes out of order and they still tell the same story. Right. But this being told in reverse chronological order was actually necessary for the movie itself. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. Yep. Awesome. So, and again, his trajectory, Christopher Nolan's trajectory from the super student film, Doodlebug, to then following of like $6,000 budget. I did not look up what the budget was for Memento. Maybe a couple hundred thousand. <laughs> right. From I mean, because literally, what is it? It's like a house, a right. car, well, well, a, a diner. Lot, lot outdoor scenes. Uh, right, you, you know, know like, yeah. According to, uh, according to Wikipedia, he had a budget of $9 million for Memento. What? You're kidding. I mean, does that include what? like advertising or something? Well, oh. no, because you know what? He had to pay Guy Pierce. Or, yeah, is that yeah? yeah. Guy Pierce, Guy yep. Pierce, Carrie, and again, Carrie Ann Moss was hot. Yeah, she just point. come off the Matrix, yeah. and then and the yeah. other dude from the Matrix, yeah, Cipher, was, yeah, Cipher, he's in it. So, uh, Guy, I mean, Guy Pierce is still he's a like, kind of a big deal, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. you have to pay the man. Yeah, that that makes sense. So the nine million dollar budget, that was not a nine million dollar film right. budget yeah. Yeah, i was getting the actors getting you know whatever right, right, right but moving on to his next film after memento which could not be more different right it's like night and day pun intended oh wow <laughs> terrible <laughs> david and i both just I shook just, our heads. i'm just sh- shaking my head I'm uh, so <laughs> and it was a five-year gap so memento comes out in the year 2000 the next mm-hmm. movie in 2005 a little independent movie called Batman Begins. But I, the thing that's so crazy to me about how he goes from Memento to Batman Begins is, and he wrote the screenplay mm-hmm. and he directed yep. it, right? Yep. I mean, did he go to Warner Brothers or DC or what? I mean, how did that conversation even start? Like, okay, so I'm the guy who did that movie about that guy <laughs> right. that forgets stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought I did a good job. I'm thinking maybe I kind of want to do a Batman movie. I don't know, guys. What do you think? You know, like, how does that conversation even go? I think they came to him. I don't know. From what I I read, he always liked the character of Batman. I mean, what's not to like? Well, true. Uh, He always liked that character, so I think he wanted to do something with it. And I was reading something that I think he went to to them a little bit and was like, hey, I have an idea, like, for a new Batman. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then they just kind of ran with it. And they were like, all right, like, a rookie, essentially, mm-hmm. like, we'll give you a shot. And well, boy, did they. Well, they. well, what happened, I remember what happened was um, after the, after, the, after Batman and Robin uh, bombed in, in theaters. It did? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, it did uh, terribly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the it armor did? had nipples. There's nothing I love okay. more than the YouTube <laughs> of the cut of all the one-liners that Mr. Freeze uh, says. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is everything. Okay. And the Bat credit card. So, shout out to another podcast, uh, the Weekly Planet podcast, Wikipedia Brown. He has talked about, like, if Batman has a credit card, at some point, somebody's going to be like, how about we trace that card yeah. and figure out where it goes? Yeah. Like, really? Yeah, like, what, is he, what does he do for identification, though? Right. You know? <laughs> if you show up, you're like... 
I need these three waters <laughs> right. and a bag of Funyuns. Like, where is <laughs> where is he? You have the identification, that? sir. I don't Batman. need my identification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So go go on. So after uh, Batman uh, and Robin. <laughs> oh yeah. So after Batman and Robin, um, they um, Warner Brothers actually uh, they initially hired Joss Whedon to do mm-hmm. a script, right? And it it got rejected. And um, Chris Nolan and what's the other guy? David Goyer were mm-hmm. actually brought in just to do a screenplay. Right. Uh, they wanted to, they wanted to script it, and they came in and they were the ones that they gave it the darker tone. Mm-hmm. And because of that, Warner Brothers was like, "Hey, Mr. Nolan, you're a director. Uh, who better to put this into action than you?" And he was like, "Okay, well, I, I kind of like the guy. I kind of like the character. Mm-hmm. Let's see what it does." And the rest is history. Right, and we know what it does. We, we know yeah. what it does. Seriously. It was awesome. <laughs> I, th- I thought, I mean, did, what did you guys think when you first saw Batman Begins? Like, I saw it in the theater, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, what, I, I really loved, what's his name, Raz, Raz al, al Ghul? Raz, yeah. al, Ghul. Raz, Raz al, Ghul al Ghul. Or Raish Al Ghul, depending on who you talk to. Oh, but, well, yes. that's what they called him in the movie, so. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, what did you guys think when you first saw it? So, I have a lot of opinions about that movie that could... We could do a whole thing on that. <laughs> speaking Uh-oh. of speaking of Ra's al Ghul, I think one of the flaws, maybe one of the only flaws of that movie, is you take Ken Watanabe, you know, as this figurehead of Ra's al Ghul and Liam Neeson yeah. as you know as his right hand man. Then you flip the script and you're like, wait, Liam Neeson was Ra's al Ghul? That bothered yeah. me. That yeah, really that really bothered me. I, I forgot about Ken even Watanabe. even though Liam Neeson <clears throat> looked physically like. Razogu, he had the little goatee, the Fu Manchu, the, the Dracula fang. Yeah. yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> but it's yeah. just like when you put Ken Watanabe in a movie, I was like, give him something to do, like especially because right. he's so great. He is phenomenal. Yeah, and they just so that that might be the only flaw in the movie. But when I saw the movie, even thinking that during the movie, I was sitting in that movie theater, grinning from ear to ear. Like that movie yeah. was incredible and you know i always liked the scarecrow yeah and i so i actually yeah. really and i love and of what's his name from 28 Kill, days later killian, killian murphy yeah yep. yeah, like, murphy, yeah yeah he was so good in it i just i always like this i've always because i just really loved how well they did the villains mm-hmm. in the batman the animated series yeah yes because honestly when i read the batman comic books when i was in middle school my only for some reason, when I was reading it, the only villain at the time was the Joker. Right. So I was introduced to all these other villains when the cartoon came out, and I enjoyed. He creep. He was creepy, yeah. and he was a creep. Yeah. In the movie, he's just a creep. So I en- yeah. I enjoyed that being their first uh, mm-hmm. villain. Wait, was what's her name in that movie? Tom Cruise's ex wife. Katie Holmes was in there. Katie yeah, Holmes she was, was the it. girlfriend in the first yeah. one, right? She, yeah, she was the girlfriend yeah. who was. Quickly replaced. Oh, she sure yeah. was. Uh, but yeah, with, with Killian Murphy's Scarecrow, that was one of the scenes that, like Christopher Nolan, I mean, when doing a Batman movie, he had a quote when he was giving some interview when he talked about he likes doing movies with that make you believe in the cinematic reality. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. in reality reality, but in cinematic reality. And he nailed it. Like, to do a Batman movie, he kind of reinvented the reboot. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. with, with Spider-Man, like, that had already, you know, kind of come out. And so it was just like, but to do a complete reboot of, like, okay, the last time you saw these characters, they were <coughs> terrible. Right. 
let me show you yes. what a real director with a real script can do. And you know what's really crazy about that is the the first Batman with Jack Nicholson uh-huh. in it. Tim Burton. Um, yep. That one, I, I I used to think that that was an incredible version of Batman. Ooh, it is a tough watch. Uh, but, I mean, I, at the time, it though, is, it no, was. At the time, and I, and I really thought that Jack Nicholson at the time was a really good Joker. Mm-hmm. I, I still, one, like, when I, not to cut you off, but I loved it. I thought it did such a good job back then. Like, I was afraid to use, like, this sounds weird, but, like, deodorant and stuff. I'm like, what if somebody really does put <laughs> Love something that in deodorant that, like, you know, what? as a mm-hmm. kid, I thought he did a great job at in the <clears throat> 90s, right? That was really cool in the 90s, yeah. right? 1989. <clears throat> oh, 89. Yeah. I wasn't born then. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stop lying. <laughs> but the, I remember that the 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 Dark Knight trilogy. What mm-hmm. it did was it actually it actually really exposed you to what the whole superhero thing would be like in real life, almost exactly. And and, and one of the biggest things was that a lot of my friends who were just you know they weren't in the comic books but were into movies, not necessarily into superheroes, were actually drawn to it. They were like. If the comic books were like this, I would read the comic books. <laughs> and you were like, this uh, is- spoiler alert, they <laughs> are. <laughs> yeah, they are. As a, you, you think Batman the Animated Series is, is whatever, whatever. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I was like, even for casual comic book readers or comic book fans or whatever, this was, this was kind of like that gateway yep. to, to real people. They're like, okay, this is what would happen if, if you know, this was real life. And it actually made me go back and rethink, like, wow. So this is kind of what we were missing out on. In the the first iterations of Batman, and even with the the earlier Spider Man movies, it it changed people's expectations yep. of what a superhero uh, a superhero movie could look like. You can't use campiness anymore. And that was that was the you thing know, is like this this movie, similar to kind of now we now we kind of get quote unquote used to it with Guardians mm-hmm. and with other things. People are now willing. To be like, hey, that looks like a fun movie. I think it is based on a comic book. Let me check it out. But when you do something like that for Batman, for people yeah. who might not be like, uh, Batman, comic book movie, bleh. But for them to see the trailers, for them to see kind of that this is going to be a neo-noir crime. Like, this is a solid movie, regardless of yep. being a comic book movie. Because unfortunately, our geek brothers and sisters a lot of time are like, this is a great movie if you like comics. And it just like, that Dark Knight trilogy is great. It just happens to be about comic books. Right. And even the way that it, that he did it, it wasn't like, it's Batman Begins, so you're seeing the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. You're not just yep. jumping into, oh, my parents were killed by the Joker. And, right. You know, but it's like, actually, I was this kid who grew up this way, had something bad happen. Um, then I started training with this guy and it wasn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't really Batman until like the end almost, you know, like, yeah. yeah. so it was a really, <laughs> it was a totally different way of looking at Batman. And I did, it kind of opened up this whole new wave of. Yeah. DC, well, it it opened up a, a, a new way. <laughs> it also opened, opened up a new way of more paced storytelling, mm-hmm. right? Which is kind of kind of the system that that Marvel uses now with their with their movies, and that their storytelling is more paced, and you don't have to have a complete story yep. in one movie, right? But basically, one act of a story, and and that definitely again kind of set the precedent for almost everything that superhero movies are doing now, even over to like the Netflix. Yeah, I was uh, just shows thinking that Marvel is doing. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Daredevil, absolutely, because yep. it gives you that. Again, it is 
it is not reality. It is cinematic reality. It is that one step above kind of the, the plausible deniability, you know, of like, yeah, that one is kind of weird. Uh, we're not plausible deniability, uh, willing suspension of disbelief with his movies. They're really close with the Avengers. I love those movies. I love Captain America, but you are watching every time he throws his shield and it somehow finds his way back to his arm. You're like, come on. Come right, on. Right. Like as a that's com- real life. <laughs> as a comic book fan, I'm like, yes, absolutely. But when you watch Batman, like again, it is that like one or two steps above reality. And yeah, he just he nailed that aspect. Yeah. Um, and but- I and I think for for everything that he did in in Batman Begins, he did it ten times as well in the in the Dark Knight. Which we will come to. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I jump ahead? I'm sorry. <laughs> you jumped ahead a little bit. That was all right. And actually, one thing I, I, wanted, I wanted to start the show with a quote from Christopher Nolan. And I'm reading this right off of Wikipedia because I wanted to get this right. Because this is incredible. So this is a direct quote from Christopher Nolan on sincerity and ambition in filmmaking. Quote, films are subjective. What you like, what you don't like. <clears throat> But the only thing for me that is absolutely unifying is the idea that every time I go to the cinema and pay my money and sit down and watch a film go up on screen, I want to feel that the people that made the film think it's the best movie in the world. That they poured everything into it and they really love it. Whether or not I agree with what what they've done, I want that effort there. I want that sincerity. And when you don't feel it, that's the only time I feel like I'm wasting my time at the movies. Man, mm. could took the words right out of my mouth. I'll tell you what, and that, he nails it. Yes, I'm like that is that is absolutely perfect. Because I, go ahead. No, he's right. Because I mean, that's my thing. Is like, you know, how I feel. Am I entertained? Am I entertained? Is it mm-hmm. is it a good movie? I'm like, yeah, I'm entertained. But was it a good movie? Right. You know, yes. and that's our thing. Is is it good? Right. Your your is good, bad, ugly. Right. Is yep. it good? <laughs> was go. it good? And a lot mm-hmm. a lot of times I'm going to the movies. I'm like that wasn't good. Right. But I'm entertained. Mm-hmm. So when you do right. see a movie that's good and done really well, and you can see it was written well and acted well and directed well and edited well, everything's done so well. Mm-hmm. It's just you're sitting there like, man, that movie was really good. <laughs> and you can't stop thinking about it and talking about it and recommending it to people. Yeah. And you know, yes. And that's what you do with his movies, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I I hadn't seen Memento, and my girlfriend's like, oh, you haven't seen that? That movie, I'm bringing it to you next week, and she did. Mm-hmm. You need to see this movie. What yeah. other movie is anyone saying that about? I mean, and it happens every now and then, but... Right, you know what I mean? That, but it's not that often. Yeah, that's sincerity. Yeah. Of, like, people will watch... I mean, like, Sharknado has had, like, five <laughs> right. movies. Saw has had 12. Right, and it was one of those things, like, <laughs> when you see the press conferences, like, you know those actors are like... Yeah, yeah, but to go back to that ambition and that sincerity of like, no matter what your movie is, to be like, this is exactly what I wanted. This is who I wanted. There's a story I wanted to tell. Like, I will give you the respect all day. I might not love the movie, yes. but I will respect the hell out of you for doing it. Yes. So, yeah, I just I wanted to do that quote because that I love that quote. And it just. Films are subjective. I have my rating system on this podcast. Like Jess mentioned, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you can do stars or whatever, but it is subjective. It is movies. But it is about enjoying the experience and recognizing the achievements. So, all right, moving right along. The Prestige, 2006, immediate follow-up. Like, it came out the next year, Mm -hmm. and we already mentioned a little bit, 
had some competition with the illusionist. Mm-hmm. And as Jess said, one of them was significantly better than the other one. Yeah. Which one was that? The Prestige. <laughs> the Prestige. Because we had, who, who was in it? Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. And who, was, who else was in it? Christian Bale and who was the other magician? Who was it? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Oh, ooh, Hugh Jackman. I forgot Man. about that. Yeah, he's so fine. Um, oh. Yes. I forgot it. That was back <clears throat> when he was still good looking. Yes, I remember that. I mean, you know, but all I remember from that, from that movie was Tesla. Like, because I yep. had kind of this mild obsession with Tesla because I had just... A few, years, a few years prior, found out who that man actually was. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> him being put into the movie as this character and the whole lighting things up and everything, I, mm-hmm. I barely remember the, what the story was really about. I just remember these two competing uh, magicians, but I just remember visually how beautiful I thought it was. Yeah. Was Scarlett yes. Johansson in it? Scarlett Johansson. Yes, oh, she sure was. Yes, she a was. A young pre-Bay, pre-Bay. Scarlett Johansson. Hey, ugh. I can't even take this guy. Ugh. I can't even take this guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know what? Yeah. No more Mm-mm. from you. Nope. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. You know what? That was a win-win year for me because Scarlett Johansson was in that movie and Jessica Biel was in was the in other one. The Illusionist. Uh, yeah. Uh, hmm. and, and, Norton, and now another, we see I mean, comic book yeah. actor. I mean, yep. Ed Norton is an excellent actor, but the ugh, the movie was just boring to me. But yeah. the Prestige, I just remember feeling like really drawn into it because mm-hmm. visually, I thought yep. it was this beautiful movie, and you just you don't want to take your eyes away. You're trying to figure out what's going on and what the little twists are and what the little tricks are and how you know it was. The movie, that movie was crazy, honestly. Yeah. That had a crazy little that that movie was really crazy to me because I had. No idea. Oh, really? Like what was going like, on? Well, watching. Yeah, I did because I didn't. This is this is one of the movies where I intentionally did not read the synopsis on it okay. beforehand. I just knew it. It was about magicians or something like that. Like there were scenes in there that that kind of threw me off because I'm like, I don't know why I'm watching this. Like, why am I watching <laughs> a guy fall through a trap door right. into a water tank? Right. Why do I see? Uh, why do I see a field of just like top hats just laying mm-hmm. around? Like I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And then once once the prestige is revealed, like, mm-hmm. oh, let me go back and watch it again. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing with, I mean, it, <laughs> it is a great director and a great, I mean, actor. You can do this with a lot of things. But when it makes you think at the end of the movie and you're like, I want to watch that again. Right. Not only do I want to watch that again, I want to watch it right now. Mm-hmm. And to notice yes. those little things, <clears throat> every Christopher Nolan movie has done that. Yep. Yep. And that, and I mean, that is an exception. And so, like, we're not going to rate any of these movies because they don't need all, to be rated. Yeah. They're awesome. All of them. <laughs> yeah. They're so like, great. He has yet to have a miss. On it. Well, okay. Oh. All right. Next. Okay. So, okay. So, so, so say <laughs> uh, also, real quick. Rest in peace, David Bowie, who played Tesla. Tesla in that oh, movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So oh. yeah. Uh, okay. So from the Prestige. Goes right into the Dark Knight, and when at the end of Batman Begins, when Commissioner Gordon holds up the plastic bag and it has the Joker card in it, I might have peed my pants. Well, you know what happened. <laughs> when, what I remember, you know, someone had snuck. This was back when Comic Con was start. San Diego Comic Con was starting to get more popular, like more like mainstream, mm-hmm. and someone had snuck in and with their phone recorded that first what right. five minutes. And I got my all of my life. I got all of my life <laughs> right. seeing that. Oh, when that Joker takes it, 
nah, son. Let me. Oh my god, I will never forget the feeling mm-hmm. of like wanting to like scream. I was like, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Because I remember even back then, everyone's like, oh, Heath Ledger is going to be the Joker. And we're just like, man, this is before the fanboys are really going in on stuff like they right. do now, yeah. where everyone has an opinion now. So there was just a few people that were like, oh, Heath Ledger. I don't know about that. Oh, Heath Ledger. Man, he took that mask off and had those scars on his face. Mm-hmm. Got my life. I saw that movie at a screening the week before it came out. Unfortunately, I think Hellboy 2 came out at the same time. And I really liked Hellboy mm. 2, but yep. no one cared about Hellboy nope. 2 because The Dark Knight had just come out. <laughs> like, I saw that yeah. movie four times, feel free to judge Whoa. me, in the theater. I saw it four <clears throat> times in the theater. I, I saw it and then got back, sneaked into another theater and watched it again. Yep. Oh, right not after even I watched mad it the first you. time. Not yep. even mad at you. Not at all. <laughs> totally worth it. I, I mean, smelled like I, I all like day when I left. There's nothing to even be said except for that's the best movie. I, I what is a better, what was a better comic book movie in your guys' opinion than The Dark Knight? At that time or now? Just period. Like which one really? When you saw it, you got like you got it gave you life. I gotta say, Sp- <laughs> Spider Man Two. Actually, the feeling that I had when I watched Spider-Man 1, when I was like, because it was, hey, wait, wait for it. Mm-hmm. Look at the, I mean, you guys cannot see the face that she was making in me right now. <laughs> like, when I first watched Spider-Man, after not seeing a comic book movie in so long, okay, it blew me away because I was like, holy crap. Like, Do you watch is- it again when it comes back on TV, though? Yeah, maybe once or twice. That's what I, I mean, this, this is, my, this is what I'm, my point I'm trying okay. to make is, what comic book movie mm-hmm. movie based on a comic book or superhero <laughs> right. that you've seen more than once mm-hmm. when it comes on tv you continue to watch it and you uh, still get uh, like lit when you like that movie will come oh. on randomly on fx or something and that would be in the middle you. of the movie mm-hmm. and i'll turn it to that i, I all of okay. my niece spent the night and it was on one night i turn it on and she's like what's that i go it's batman sit down <laughs> <laughs> no for me the only the only other two movies that have done that to me in the comic book world are uh, Winter Soldier. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I'm pretty sure when Civil War comes out, uh, well, maybe Civil War would do the same, but Winter Soldier is another one. Every time I, every time it comes on, I just sit down and watch it. Do you mean Civil like, uh I mean, Winter Soldier. That's what I meant to well, say. Well, no, like Civil War. You said Civil War. Do you mean like Infinity, Infinity War? Like, or do you just mean when the DVD comes out? Or I'm, when, I'm when, when, when it actually comes out. When it actually comes out, it'll... When it actually comes out, it'll probably be a movie I'm, that I watch every time DVD? it comes on. What are you talking what about? What are you talking about? Civil War, it came out a while ago. Son, what? How confused are you? Captain America Civil War? Is it on cable already? Oh, oh, oh. that's what you mean. Oh. We are so confused. We're, we are so confused. Like, it's, we came out. We saw it. Remember? Okay. <laughs> I, was so, I saw it with you. No, I'm just saying. You meant when it comes so, out, like when it's well, on I'm sorry. HBO let me, let me rephrase that. Okay. I saw Civil War four times in the theaters. There we okay. go. All right. There but when go. it comes on... When it comes on cable, I will watch well, it every you time will it watch comes it. on. Okay, all right. TV. There, we, there go. we go. There was a disconnect. Seriously, I was yes. like, okay, we were, we sometimes, see that? Like, sometimes people record podcasts, release them later. But this, I was like, well, that was last year. What, yeah, what? That is happening. <laughs> what kind of time loop are we in? This might be a Chris Nolan podcast. I was just going to say, say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> True. Directed this. True. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm from yeah, Texas. Y'all, y'all have to forgive me. I'm a little slow. He's a little chopped and screwed. Um, but no, that that I just I'll never forget that feeling. Yeah. Like that was the movie that 
I just you I got all the feels, all the feels when I when I saw the Dark Knight, that little clip that I saw that I would watch on YouTube over and over and over mm-hmm. again, and then when I saw it in the theater, and I'm just like grinning from ear to ear, like definitely Civil War made yeah. me feel that way, but it was diff. I don't know, the Dark Knight was just different. Yeah, no, this 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 definitely is kind of the template for that. I mean, it's 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 a perfect movie. Yeah. It, even in and some I, of its imperfections, it was mm-hmm. perfect because there were definitely yeah. some glitches in the Matrix in that movie. There were some things yeah. that didn't kind of curl all the way over, but it's still like I will still watch it from beginning to end. Yeah. I'll still yeah. watch it from beginning to end. And it is something where, again, to reinvent the Joker, not only to reboot Batman and whatever, right? to reinvent the Joker, which the only exposure to that before was Cesar Romero from the original TV show and Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Well, and and from Batman the animated series, animated series. which right. was yeah. also that one. That one even became for for a lot of people that actually became kind of like the prototypical yep. Joker. And and let's 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 explain the relevance of this though. The the Joker is regarded by many to be the the premier comic book villain. Yep, right. like, and he is pretty much the one that all other comic book villains are judged by. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for someone to redefine that role, like Heath Ledger did, he sure did. is completely phenomenal. Yeah. So great. When he was announced for it, I didn't have an opinion one way or the other. I was more like, Neither I don't I. see how he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and everything that I had known about the Joker was the, the happy, smiley, jokey Joker from Jack Nicholson, Cesar Romero, and mm-hmm. Mark uh, Hamill. At Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I don't know if Heath Ledger has it in him, but he didn't need it. Like and what he, I remember the first trailer, mm-hmm. like for that, when you see him kind of like hanging out of the car and just laughing, like yes, just, yeah, so great. I mean, it was just it was absolutely <clears throat> incredible, and it was a performance that again you watch it and you watch it, and he got the Oscar Heath Ledger, you know, posthumously got the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Yep. Some people like to say, oh, it was only because he died and blah blah. No, I no. disagree. I completely disagree. Nope. If I don't think he should have been supporting. I think he well, could have been best actor, honestly. Yeah, yeah. but you know, yeah. but it, it, it's based on how the movie was built, right? right. Chris, so I, Christian Bale is the lead, yeah. right? And so I think even if Heath Ledger had unfortunately not, you know, died the way that he did or died at all, I still think he would have won. I agree. Like 100%. his performance was just incredible. But you not so only nuanced. that though; it's because he was directed so well. Yep. A good actor with a good director put together, because you can have a great actor and have a bad director. Yep. I mean, I think that's kind of the problem with those Star Wars trilogies, right? Yep. George Lucas <laughs> yeah. isn't a good director, and so if you have a strong actor, it can kind of hold it together. But then mm-hmm. you put a not-so-good actor in there, and the director doesn't know how to direct actors, it doesn't mm-hmm. turn out. So that's why I still will have to give it to Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. Heath Ledger yeah. was just doing his job. Yeah. Very well. <laughs> right. But Very well. was like, I'm going to need you to do this, that, and the third. And they, it was perfect. Yeah. The example that I always go to, speaking of like a good director working with, maybe not the greatest actor, Requiem for a Dream, Marlon Wayans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. When you yeah. watch that yeah. movie, you watch Marlon Wayans, you're like, this guy is incredible. Good actor, yeah. Yeah. And then we'll just leave it at that. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then he's done a bunch of other movies. But yeah. Great director can transform a decent actor into a fantastic actor, yes. and the opposite. Mm-hmm. So, uh, is it dark? Is it bright in your studio? Uh, he lost his glasses. No, oh. these are just poser glasses. Okay. No, uh, 
Yeah, I, I don't want to go on a tangent about my, my glasses. but lost I, his glasses. Oh. I yeah. lost my glasses at a gig last night, so now I have to drive around at night with my prescription sunglasses. Yes. And wow. That sucked to be old. Run, <laughs> lose your glasses. Did you, did you lose your cane also? And his walker. And his walker. Yep. Uh, I lost my dentures and everything, man. Right. Oh, wait, hold on. We have to pause because AARP is walking into Damien's studio right now <laughs> with a brochure. <laughs> uh, He's like, no, they're not. All right. Don't so that. so that was a dark night. Again, we could go off about all of these movies yeah. individually for a whole podcast, but that isn't the point. We just want to talk about each of them. So next was Inception, which, again, <laughs> Christopher Nolan blew me away. I'd never seen a movie like that before. I mean, come on. Like, especially. I never did go, not to cut you off, but Mm -hmm. I never did ever watch, like, the behind the scenes of how they made those rooms spin and people go up and down and sideways and float and. Watch the behind the scenes. And again, you can find it on YouTube. They built a hallway Uh on this crazy mechanical rig that spun. And Uh so, as. And then Christopher Nolan was shoot, like. Yeah, he's the pioneering film techniques that he did to make a movie like this, blending practical effects with some cgi yeah. and he does not like cgi at all like in <laughs> which batman, i appreciate yeah in mm-hmm. batman i think i read it somewhere it was like 500 special effects shots uh-huh that is nothing <laughs> compared to so many other movies so to do inception yeah and like when uh cobb and ellen page's character i forget her name are sitting in front of the diner and like books start flying everywhere like watch the behind the scenes of how they filmed that, and it is incredible. Wow. Yeah, because again, he, yeah. he was able to blend <clears throat> that live-action real effects into a storyline that was incredible. Yeah, and that's, the Inception really, really, really blew me away because, for, first of all, the one thing that I appreciate about Christopher Nolan, especially when it comes to his own scripted, and original, originally scripted movies, is that he doesn't give you anything to go on beforehand. Yep. I had no idea what Inception was about. I just know that the trailer looked either. good. It looked cool. Tom Hardy <laughs> and, was in it. You know. And it was, Hashtag you bae. know. Hashtag Bay. <laughs> oh, so he can be Bay, but ScarJo can't because be Because he's talented. Is that, is that? Ooh. If, if she could drop the mic, because which is currently can, in a mic stand, <laughs> yeah. she would. Boom. I need that Funk Master Flex. Boom, the big explosion. Right. <laughs> then he drops the bomb. Because uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. Tom Hardy can act, sir. And he did a very good job. Agree. On all counts. I agree. <laughs> you know? And this is, again, I don't have to say night, not to, yeah, I'm on, <laughs> on a serious note, uh, when Christopher Nolan kind of starts having a relationship with certain actors and then he Mm -hmm. likes and so they work well together right so they they work well together in this so then they work well together on something else (sighs) where him and he and christian bale work well together him and michael Caine work well together and watanabe so they oh yeah yeah. he was in that he was in that too yeah Yeah. so yeah so like i i always have liked that like that's why i like michael fassbender and uh steve uh mcqueen right steve mcqueen oh uh from uh he did See, um, I th- when you first say Steve McQueen. I, know, I, know, I think I of the old school. And I was like, Wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, the English actor. You know, like they worked so well gotcha. together, and he he was in what three of his movies: Twelve mm-hmm. Years a Slave and Shame, and yeah. the, you know. So I yeah. I always, with the exception of the guy who does those movies with Jennifer Lawrence and what's oh, his name? Uh, oh. all of Rocket Raccoon. 
Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, so the Rocket Raccoon. Oh. Um, what is his name? Uh, Bradley, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Thank you. Yeah, like with the exception of those movies. Um, I, I do enjoy when actors and directors have these relationships <coughs> and they and then so they work really well together and you don't see that same character. And so like Christian mm-hmm. Bale is the magician and he's also Batman, yep. right? Tom Hardy is this whatever <laughs> in whatever. What is he supposed to be in that movie? Just... Like what was everybody's role in that movie? They yeah, just which one? going Inception? inside dreams. Yeah, uh, I forget what he because he was not the architect. That was kind of Ellen Page's yeah role. Was he the muscle? Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. I just I, whatever. The movie was great. Let's just say something the like was great. that. I'm yeah. gonna say this though. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I don't really care for mm-hmm. is in a movie like that. That's clearly science fiction. Yes. Clearly, you're supposed to be inside of dreams. So. People think that I don't like when people act like that's a cop out. I've had people oh. act like, well, anything can happen in a dream. That's the point. Uh, duh. That is the point. <laughs> oh, I got up and walked out because because you don't have an imagination. Sucks to be you. You know, like <laughs> right. I that was I I had people that I know. Actually, one of them you mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. So I was like, let's not talk about it. Who got up and walked out of the movie? Thought it was garbage. Inception. Yep. That mm. and I'm like, you don't have an imagination. And that's your bad, I guess. Wow. The movie was great. Yeah. I was getting a little tired. I do get a little tired of Leonardo DiCaprio doing the really strange, stressed out, teary-eyed, sh- shaking when, thing when he that he does. Eyebrows and goes, yeah, yeah, that whole thing that he kind of does, you know. And I and I honestly, if you guys can hate me, I don't care. I don't really care for uh, what's the French lady's name? What? what? Uh, she uh, is. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, da, 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 da. Marianne oh, Cotillard. Uh, Mar- yeah, Marianne Cotillard. Marianne Cotillard. Yeah, what it, I don't really care for her as an actress, and everybody can hate me for it because honestly, <laughs> she plays the same psycho in every movie. She's basically the okay. French female Jack Nicholson. You're just nuts in every movie. The French female <laughs> Jack Nicholson. I gotta write that one down. Yeah, feel free. Right. Feel free. Wow. <laughs> Said by Curly Nerd Jess. <laughs> At this time Nicholson. on this day. Woo. Honestly, because yeah, she I, plays a nut. And she's always some crazy, nutty, uh, psycho yeah. woman in every movie. Has she been in a movie where she plays a normal human being who has normal adult relationships? Possibly. What? Fine one. Yeah. I uh, challenge you, uh, sir. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> so for a future episode, look forward to the fight between Jess and I <laughs> over Marion Cotillard's <laughs> acting abilities. I mean, honestly, and I, that that the only glitch for me in that whole entire movie was her. Was I'm just like, God, is she, oh, here she is, crazy again. And then Leonardo, who's good in everything, but being the strained, stressed out, mm. overly emotional. He did it really, really well. Right. The movie was really good. But I was like, oh, you know, you know who they could have used if they are wanting a different French actress who is brilliant. Hmm. Audrey Tautou. Oh um, well, what's the last thing she's been? Amelie. Oh no, she has she has in a few. Yeah. Things. Oh okay, but okay. she, oh, that woman, like she is an incredible actress, and I wish she was doing more mainstream things. But yes, no hate mm-hmm. on Marion Cotillard. For me, this this lady over here, hate on her all day. I'm not trying to hate. I'm Man. just saying that's been my observational. Yeah. Well, Inception to me was Inception to me is probably my favorite original movie slash concept of the last maybe ten or fifteen years. Totally agree. Uh, I've I've never seen anything like it, and and again, it's one of those things that he he put his imprint on, and you cannot duplicate it or replicate Mm -hmm. it. Any 
anything that 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 vaguely resembles it, a la Doctor Strange, people are going to compare it to Inception. Yep, it's the do. Inception of Marvel Comics, and it's it's that distinct. And, I, and I'm sitting here, I'm I'm actually looking at the um, the list of actors in this movie, and I'm and I'm thinking one testament to to Chris Nolan that we've already discussed, and Jessica actually mentioned is he's such a good director. And that he can take almost the same roster of actors mm-hmm. and make completely distinct movies. Yeah. Ken Watanabe, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Killian Murphy, uh, Tom Hardy, oh, yeah, Tom Killian Hardy, Murphy, Killian yeah. Murphy, Michael Caine, Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah. all of them are, are all of them are in the Batman trilogy, and he directed them just as well, yeah. mm-hmm. both ways. And be- I think that it's because they have that relationship, and I think that they, because they're all such strong actors and actresses, they're all so yeah. strong. And he's such a good director. They probably have, yeah. a, they just respect each other. And they know what each yeah. other wants. You know, like when you hear someone who's a songwriter and then that, they, I wrote this song for this person and they sing it exactly the way I wanted it to sound. You know, yeah. probably the yeah. same thing. I wrote this movie this way and this person acted it, did it the, exactly how I pictured <clears throat> it in my head. And that's, they have that well, relationship. And one of the things that Gary Oldman has talked about before was how relaxed Christopher Nolan makes the set. Mm-hmm. Because he seems super laid back. Christopher Nolan, like he has, he has talked about it before, where he will let the actors just act. Just if they want to take more takes, if they think they can bring something different, he will let them do it. As opposed to being like, "Nope, we have ten minutes. We need to do this, this, and this." Uh huh. He lets it organically develop, and that I think is another testament to his style. Mm-hmm. Because then you can get a great performance from someone, and that actor can be like, "You know what? I think I can do something different," and he is going to be like. Cool. I trust you. Go for it. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. Like to give these artists that creative freedom that that is the reason most of them got into acting. Right. Was to have it that creative outlet. And he just yeah. he exemplifies that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, right. Moving on. Dark Knight Rises, which we have already, I mean, talked about a couple different times. Unfortunately, this is the weakest of the Batman trilogy, in my opinion. I would agree that it's the weakest, but mm-hmm. I saw it three times in the theater. Oh, I saw it more than once I also. I <laughs> loved it. And people ripped that one to shreds, and yeah. yet again, I'm just like, what movie were you watching? The movie yeah. was good. <laughs> Everyone's like, someone said to me that Tom Hardy was the same person in that movie and then in something else, and I was like, Bronson? No, <laughs> no, he wasn't. No, no, actually. And I watched the video of where he got the idea to do the voice and everything from. He was inspired by some Irish boxer. I don't can't Bron- remember what Bronson. No, no, okay. no. You're being so funny right now. <laughs> you know. like, this guy, this mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that guy named John. He was um, no. What was it? It was maybe a Guy Ritchie movie or something. I can't remember what it was, but I. He, I enjoyed him. The only, my only glitch, honestly, is I know that in the comic book and in the cartoon, Bane is a giant, large man, and in reality, yeah. Tom Hardy is five foot six. So he is not. He's he's pretty short. Five foot seven. Yeah, he's honestly no about my way. height. I think he's like five eight. I need to pull that up. No, right I promise now. you. No, he's yeah, right. No, Online, it'll say six feet tall, but he's not tall. He's not a tall guy. No, he's seriously like five six, five seven. Yeah, he's not what? very tall. Yeah, but that's why he looks so big and so beefy as Bronson, and he's so he well, can, like, and he can get so big and so buff because the muscles don't just, only can go 
They don't have far to go. Plus, yeah. the, the way that they the way that they shot him and they the, the way they yeah. filmed him, the camera's kind of tilted down a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, to give that imposing the sound. Yes. Every time he walks, it was yes. you know booming they did. sound. He, he knew what he was doing, but I like that. What a lovely, lovely voice. What do you say? What a lovely, just, lovely. Song. I remember watching the first trailer for this and being like, nobody can understand what he said. Not, I remember yeah. watch. It was a it was a trailer before I can't remember what movie now. I was so excited, and then I hear this, and it was just. I was like, they better clean that up, and boy, did they. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, it, it was I, the weakest of the three, and that is not saying much. It was still a great movie. It was movie. still good. It was just busy. It was way too. I busy. have to say, I liked that in every Batman movie, uh, Scarecrow would make an appearance. Yeah, it was. He was kind of he an was, interesting. He, yeah, he was. Lynching. He was just like the, the. He would pop up. He would just kind of pop up. Oh, took the mask off. Oh, there he is again. Oh, there he is judging people. Oh, there goes Tony Murphy. Yeah, stays employed now. <laughs> to be fair, though, to be fair, it also came after The Dark Knight. Right. And it right. had a lot so, to live up to because we are looking so at Bane yeah. going like, that's not Heath Ledger. That's, that's not, not Heath Ledger. Yeah. Okay. So it, and, for the record, mm-hmm. it lists Tom Hardy as 5'9". Which is, I was pretty nah. dang close. In and Hollywood, that's an exaggeration. In Hollywood, I'm unfortunately, if Hollywood says you're 5'9", the brother might be five eight, five seven. <laughs> five, seven. Yeah, There's this weird scale five. where it's like if you are under five ten, they boost you a couple inches. Yeah, if you're over like yeah. six three, they drop you down a right, couple right, inches. Right, right, right. They want because they need everything yeah. to fit in the frame, I guess. But yeah, he was short. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. Uh, Marion Cotillard, whatever. Uh-huh. I didn't care for her. Uh, Morgan Freeman was <laughs> good as per usual. Right. Morgan Freeman was great. Uh, I just I I. I know it, a lot of people didn't care for it and they overly criticize it and that's because they were always comparing. What you're not yep. supposed to do is always compare. Yep. Stop comparing it yeah. to something else. Look at it like you've never seen any, th- any other movie mm-hmm. and judge right. it from that standpoint. But stop comparing it to The Dark Knight because it's not The Dark Knight. It's The Dark Knight Rises. It's a totally different story. It's- yeah. And back to Christopher Nolan's ambition and mm-hmm. sincerity thing. If you look at this movie and you look at how he directed it he knows, like he went into it being like, this movie is fantastic. Who cares what people say? Right. This is a great right. film. All the actors were like, we had fun on set. Like it was a great experience. It was like that that sells it, you know? So Dark Knight Rises, yeah, it was a, it was busy. Mm-hmm. It was the busiest of all of them. Still yeah. still a fantastic still loved movie. It. Mm-hmm. So then we're moving on to his last film as of now i mean yeah. he has dunkirk coming out but we have no idea what that is about talk no, we about, saw the trailer talk about being secretive damien talked about yeah. it earlier we saw a trailer okay it is a world war ii movie but that is <clears throat> it like the way that it looked though the way the trailer looks yeah. it makes it look like it's like mothra or something like what is yep. coming well you know i know what, what it's saying? about like, like, well i mean i know it's, what it's, it's a about war movie right yeah it's it's about it's about um what was it called? The the Dunkirk evacu- evacuation. Right. There was basically a situation of World but War II. They movie. had to get some people out of that. Yeah, it's a war yeah, movie. Yeah, like it is. I was yeah. like, is this yeah. a Godzilla movie? <laughs> right. Like, what is going on, you know? Yeah. He, he's good at misdirection, though. So oh, it could, oh, for sure. It, yeah, it could turn out to be something more supernatural for sure. or sci-fi. He's a very secretive director in mm-hmm. general. His process <clears throat> and everything. Mm-hmm. Like There Love were stories it. of him telling the actors on set, not writing anything down, mm-hmm. like telling them the ending to certain scenes in case mm-hmm. no one can screenshot it. Yeah. So pretty interesting. But his last movie that was released was Interstellar. Now this yep. movie, again, really, really divided people because, oh, and I think one of those divided people is sitting <laughs> right here. 
All right. Go, okay. So here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing about Interstellar. Like the movie's great, but <laughs> but my big but uh-huh. <laughs> I don't have a big but. My big but is Matthew McConaughey. He plays the same person in every movie. It's like. He's a guy from Texas in the 80s who has AIDS. He's a guy who's a detective who is from Texas. He's a guy from Texas who, I don't know what he was in mud. It's a, but it's the Whatever same accent, the same voice, the same inflection on the same words. Everything tends to be the same. And with this one, he was just a guy from Texas who is a corn farmer in the future? Question mark? See, that was one of the, that was one of the questions that... that <laughs> <laughs> the questions that I wanted an answer to in this movie that we never really got. So in the beginning, when he has kind of his like PTSD moment right. of this flight that went wrong or whatever, we never know what happened. So we just let the Texas slander just just yeah we're just, we just like, let but it it's go. not even there's nothing wrong with Texas though that's this is my thing you know I love me some Texas I do enjoy Houston they have a lot of brisket and it's very good I will take your I word do, for that I do I do enjoy Texas but why does he why doesn't he have any range he kind of reminds me of Jennifer Lawrence or <laughs> Jen- uh, Will Smith she's getting so worked up no 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 no, no. I like. I, no, Will Smith is great. Like he's good. Okay, you know what? I'm. You know mm-hmm. what? Damien's right. I'm sorry, Dave. He's Damien. You're right. He is kind of the same. Name. <laughs> I could have said. I could have said Terrence Howard, but that would have been. But come on, man. You would have to end it with What's up, man? At least, uh, with, at least little with Will Smith. Will Smith has done movies where he has done a different accent. For sure, he's done a movie where he's from a different country. He's done a movie. Well, and he does a serious in the comedy and everything, and it tends right. to change a bit. Mm-hmm. And he can carry an entire movie. True. He can definitely yeah. carry it. I mean, I am legend. I was sold. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey can barely carry the Oldsmobile commercials that he does by oh, himself. The shade is real. Wow. Or whatever, what, whatever card wow. company. It's uh, Lincoln. Lincoln. Lincoln, there yes. Or <laughs> yeah. it's just him driving around. Driving around. Talking saying, about the once stuff. Before I was famous. All right. There you go. That's the <laughs> all voice. All right, all right, all right. That's the voice. I mean, is there someone, can you think of another actor or actress who has such a definitive line that has carried like that same type of drawl and delivery through their entire career? Hmm? No. Because honestly, when, when uh, Damien and I were at San Diego Comic-Con, mm-hmm. the first thing he did when he walked out on stage was went, all right, all right, all right. right. And everyone's like, oh. I kind of looked at Damien like, ew. And then Christopher <laughs> Nolan came out and I was like, oh, you know. I mean, at least he owns it. At least it is not one of those things that a lot of actors and actresses have that one performance that lingers on them that they might want to get rid of. Right. He owns it. And he's yeah. like, all right. Right. But it just it is so defining. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Mm, yeah, I know. And here's my other. Okay, so here's mm-hmm. my other issue. Other okay, issue with, this with, movie. with Interstellar. Yes. <clears throat> I need to clear my throat before I rip it to shreds. Okay. Um, <laughs> before I low-key rip it to shreds. I just felt like it was an episode of Doctor Who. Like, I mm-hmm. felt like it was Waters of Mars mixed with girls, Girl in the Fireplace, the fireplace right? and uh, the Doppelganger one. I don't Which know. Which one? <laughs> the, uh, the one where, with Matt Smith and the people like Milky coming out of the Oh, thing. yeah, yeah. When they, when they had like that vat of like the yes. clone stuff. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. weird. Yeah, but it kind of reminded me of those three mixed together. Also, mm-hmm. it reminded me of, of Moon a little bit. Right. You know, and so that's why I wasn't as blown away with this movie. I didn't think it was bad. I thought mm-hmm. it was a good movie, but there were way too many glitches in the Matrix. And usually when Neil deGrasse Tyson rips to, rips to shreds <laughs> scientifically a movie, I'm just like, oh, give me a break. Mm-hmm. But this time I was kind of like, oh, I 
mean, yeah. Why didn't they just write a message in the book, a note that says do A, B, right. and C? There you go. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and that, so there, there were a lot of glitches. I personally feel that it's not my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. That is okay. You know, but that being said, it still was a very good movie. Exactly. With a very strange ending that I didn't understand. Whatever. It was an excellent movie, and it, it was it was a movie. Um, unlike some of his other movies, it's it's a movie that I can only watch once. Right. Um, you might was, have those. Agreed. You might have those questions you want answered, like right. like his other movies. But does it compel you to watch it again? It does. Well, and, and, and the Batman well, movies do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, this movie in particular, it was so it was so full of like theoretical whatever whatever right that i even before, even when the movie was over long after it was over and days after it was over i was still thinking about certain concepts mm-hmm. and it was just so exhausting mm-hmm. to to think about like it, it's all really good stuff yeah. um you know thinking about quantum physics is is really is really interesting but it's mm-hmm. also very exhausting yeah and i didn't know i don't know if i'll ever be able to sit through that movie for another two hours Right. To reabsorb all that information again, because there was a lot. You know what else a was lot a lot? Was do. the uh, magical appearance of Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, see, now I think that was, it was unfortunate in the sense of like, it was kind of cool to see him pop up. No one had really talked about it. No one had seen him, you know, in a trailer. So I was like, all right, that is kind of interesting. Cut to a year later when we have The Martian. <laughs> right. Like, why did Matt Damon choose to do these two films? <laughs> That were similar in that he is this like that was a weird choice. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean he knows what he's doing. He's getting a check, whatever. And honestly, he does it well. Yeah, you know, so good for him. But yeah, all right, Matt Damon. He has more range than Matthew. He has more range than Matthew McConaughey. You are not lying. That is a fact. Matt Damon is a very good actor. Yeah, yeah, he is. So even though he white splains, but you know, it's a story. Another story for another time. (laughs) Another story, another time, another podcast. (laughs) Um, So the movie itself, like one of the other things that we have mentioned before is whoever Christopher Nolan works with on the sound editing of his movies, (laughs) he likes to bump it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He likes to make sure. uh, Yeah. It definitely can be intrusive. And with interstellar, I mean, yes, Inception is probably the most widely known slash made fun of uh, of those instances with the giant horn coming in mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. But with Interstellar, like, there were scenes in this movie that were just loud. Yeah. Just so, so loud. It's just the yeah, intrusive. It's just, a, it, did, it didn't need to be that loud. But yeah. whatever I like. Especially it. when dialogue was happening. Mm-hmm. That, that was. Was that, uh, did, did Hans Zimmer do the, the music for that one too? I think so. Hans Zimmer uh, likes it loud. Yeah. I just looked at it. Yep, Hans Zimmer. He Hans Zimmer just has like the volume all the way up to eleven. All the way up. <laughs> Every he, time he comes, he in. thinks he's in Texas. He's like windows down, turn it up, loud as possible. I mean, some, <laughs> That's how we do some it. could say nothing can stop him. He is all the way up. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that was <laughs> just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. I saw the opportunity. Boom. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I can't believe you oh, said man. that, but you know what? I enjoyed that. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! Oh, the high five just now. <laughs> uh, I just, I just high five oh, myself. It. Good I'm job, just Damon. Stuck out here. Oh, Anyways, yeah, Inception, great movie. And, and <laughs> there we go. That's the sound. Sorry. Pretty much. 
But yeah, so I mean, the other thing with Interstellar that I thought was an interesting choice, getting you know somewhat back on topic. <laughs> so laughing. Um, <laughs> the the robots. It was one of the most, as a fan of sci-fi, my entire life, it was one of the most original concepts. I agree. Yes. For a robot character. It was my favorite character in the whole movie, honestly. <laughs> Let's be clear. And someone did cosplay that at San or at no. Emerald City Con. I have the it, pictures. I promise you. It was. Was it just it was cardboard? Too. I, I'll show you. Yeah, we saw it. Yeah, at it was Emerald City Comic Con. It, it looked. Legit. I have the pictures it was and a video. That it was now. Do they, they do cartwheels? <laughs> no, because no. that would have they been moved amazing. very slowly uh, through the show floor. Okay. Just like at every con, when you see someone wearing like a Megatron or Optimus Prime, yes. and they just stand there for two hours while people take pictures with them. Shoot, because they're like, if I walk, it is going to take me an hour. A long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a it was a refreshing original concept for a robot. But as I'm watching, it, I was like. This is a giant rectangle. Yeah. Like, how, how is this going to do all of these things they I need to do? I thought it was a do? giant silver Rubik's Cube just spread out. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, and it had a yeah. lot of gadgets and stuff that came right. out of it. Which was, again, it was really cool, but the design was just, it was so interesting. Mm-hmm. But it was original. So, I, I got to give it to him for that. Yeah. Oh, he he got the that. job done. Yep. He got it done, though. Yeah, because yeah. I haven't seen that before. It, no. And it was kind of retro, which I liked. It was, because, I mean, the only thing that I could think of would be 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yes. You know, the obelisk. Yep. Would be the closest analog to it. But this thing actually, like, did stuff. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> so, uh, who else was trying to think of there? Now, one scene... That woman was in it again, right? <laughs> was that right? Uh, I believe you were talking Anne about... Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Hathaway. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, she was in it. The scene that kind of gets replayed a lot that does show and yes we have cast a lot of shade on matthew mcconaughey but when he is watching his daughter murph um you know now she is old like when he is watching and he starts breaking down and christopher nolan just has a steady cam on him just letting the scene develop mm-hmm. is a gorgeous scene yeah. it is a great scene yep i agree it is i'll agree it's beautiful because, it's poignant now now was it so beautiful because he was not saying anything that's exactly what it was. <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, because haters. <laughs> but you're right, though. But I, I, th- I think just because any any time an actor is gives the opportunity is given the opportunity to just show their craft without saying anything mm-hmm. is impressive. So I, I got to give my hats off to to him in that performance in that scene. Yeah, <clears throat> was it was Topher Grace in that movie? He was in the movie. Yeah, remember yeah. he was he plays the son, right? Does he? Doesn't he? He plays a. Doesn't he play his son or the the husband? To the Googleator, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, maybe. Now we nope. got. No, he was he was a scientist. Oh wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, wait. I thought he was a. Wait, wait for it. Uh, yes, he played Getty. Yeah, I'm like because I remember seeing. I'm like, hey, there goes uh seventy show, dude. <laughs> Or Venom, brother? Ew, I was just going to say Venom is what you meant. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that, that was it'll, rough. It'll anger me. Um, so yeah, Interstellar, fantastic movie. Another one that all three of us saw in the theater mm-hmm. once. Opening weekend, one time. That was enough. Um, and, once. And again, I, I just talked about it earlier. If it is on TV, it is not something that I'm like, yep, got to watch it now. So it's not, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, I was just thinking today is last, was it a, I think it was a week ago, uh, the dark Knight rises was on TV and 
turn it on. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I mean, like we were saying, it was one of the weaker of the Batman films, but yep. I, I turned it on. You know, I thought it was, I, I love it. But this one, Interstellar comes on. If I see that it's on TV, I'm like, oh, okay, it's on TV, whatever. Yeah. What else is on? <laughs> you There's just so TV. much to think about with that movie. Yeah. What is there to think about? Oh, it is a- stuff. Quantum <laughs> physics. Nah. I like how Damien's first answer. Stuff. Nah. Um, oh, stuff, it also reminded me of Elysium. Yes. Remember at the end, the yeah. dimensions. They're playing baseball, but things are going up and down and sideways and everything else. Yeah. It's in the upside down. He doesn't know what that means. In the- <laughs> Still. Yeah, he says uh, yes. He doesn't know what the upside down means. What? What, I, I, what am I missing? What is you'll, going? You'll on? find out. Oh, Barb. You'll find out. Oh. <laughs> uh, trying to ruin shows for me that I've not watched. <laughs> um, all right. So cool. That was that was Interstellar. And that is the last thing. Like, we've already briefly mentioned Dunkirk. But a new credit has popped up on Christopher Nolan's IMDb within about 24 hours. Right. Uh, Memento. It's been announced. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. What is yeah. Memento? Right. What, what is Memento? Yeah. Hmm. I so, feel like we've been here before. I know. Right. Or have we? Unless we went into a crazy Christopher Nolan time stream thing. Wait, hold on. Let me check my tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> where, does, where does it mention that? So yeah, it, it has been announced that, that Christopher Nolan is writing the original screenplay for a remake of his own movie that came out in 2000. How do we feel about this? Uh, can I do a black girl hand clap, taking it back to the very first? Uh, oh, yeah. Old school. <laughs> black girl hand clap. Yep. Leave well enough alone. <laughs> Come on. Leave it alone. It's like, yeah. like why would you remake mm-hmm. such a, That'd be like somebody trying to remake the original Star Wars or remake the original Back to the Future. Someone remade Back to the Future. It'd be so weird. Yeah. But just a well, movie that was like the first that, time you saw. What? It's weird when the same person remakes right. their own stuff. Is exactly. it him remaking it? It I just mean, says he well, original screenplay. Well, why would he do that? It. Like, if he wrote and directed the original, unless someone is throwing him bags of money, which he does not even need at this point, if they're throwing him bags of money, like, hey, we want to do this thing. And he was like, I already, I already did that. But they're like, here's a bazillion Scott? dollars. But what about Ridley Scott and Blade Runner? But then again, uh, Blade Runner did come out in what, 80? Blade Runner came out a long time ago. And since then, Ridley Scott, every like three years, would come out with a new DVD. With an extra like five minutes of footage. He was a little obsessed with that movie. Obsessed. Yeah. He's like Kim Kardashian redoing her face. It's like we've, we've seen it. Like, okay. We've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're done. Is it, That's enough. Is it, really, is it really an original screenplay when you've already written it? Written it? Yeah. Thing? How's it original? If- he, would ha- he, he might have to. I mean, he had to change a little bit then. Uh, leave well enough alone. Yeah. Uh, but the, 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 the whole, like. Yeah. Damien is no excuse. Yeah. No excuse. Leave no, well just, enough alone. Uh, but I will say this. I don't want to be that fangirl slash fanboy that I hate. Mm-hmm. I'll wait for it to come out before exactly. I have an opinion. Yep. But my opinion right now as it stands is leave well enough alone. What are you doing? Yeah, my opinion right now is just confusion. Do, do better. Do, yeah, yeah. Is, That's is what confusion. it is. Confusion. This guy, he, he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> my what? opinion is we already know the catch. I know. Yep. Yeah. Damien, this guy, this guy right here. Seriously, us two just dropped yeah, up in knowledge. Like, seriously, I mean, like, yeah. like I just, you're right. Like we already know. Oh, it's a twist. Right. We know what the twist <laughs> is. Anybody going into this movie who has not seen the original, which there might be a percentage. I mean, yeah, but any of us who have any memories of the first one, we're just going to be waiting. 
We're going to yep. be waiting for the setup, waiting for the delivery, waiting for the twist, and why. So, again, it is just announced. Maybe they could develop it into a... Oh, no, they could not do a TV show because there was that TV show that came out recently. The chick had all the tattoos. Oh, yeah. What's that show? Um, the, the blind... Blind, blind spot. Blind yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you remember she was getting allergic to her <laughs> tattoos. Oh, I did not even watch yeah, it. The, yeah, it no, looked, I didn't it watch it. It looked so bad. I didn't, I didn't watch it. Sorry, sorry. I gotta cut this woman off. Just sorry, everything. sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, to to wrap up the Christopher Nolan director spotlight, all three of us absolutely love these films. Mm-hmm. Some of which we have seen multiple, multiple times. Some of which we will continue to watch multiple times. Yep. And realistically, there is only one that I will not. That maybe all three of us will not. And that is Interstellar, and that I'm not compelled to watch it again. I blame Matthew McConaughey. <sighs> <laughs> the hateration uh, no, he's fine, he's fine. I, I like him but, yeah. but I, it, just I, it was, I just it feel was like it wasn't as strong it, it, was, it just wasn't as I, I wasn't as compelled yeah, <laughs> you know like I wasn't just as enthralled it was cool and I saw it at the IMAX the huge Seattle mm-hmm. Center IMAX and I still Which, was like no. so did I and yeah. I think maybe that contributed to the noise factor yeah because when you go to the IMAX movie and they have the 4k crazy you know sound and video like mm-hmm. it, it gets pretty intense yeah yep so i i, I didn't i started a matinee good for you <laughs> texas wow another five dollars yeah five dollar movie hey i do like the six dollars to uh thursday morning i do the thursday mornings that's how i saw x-men five bucks thursday oh. morning and you wanted your $5 back? <laughs> no. I just was like, I'm glad I only spent $5. Fair enough. You know. Fair enough. Uh, any final thoughts on the great Christopher Nolan? Damien, go ahead. Uh, the only thought that I really have is I, I'm really looking forward to Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on the surface, it looks like a straight-up World War II movie, but we know that he might switch the game on us. Yep. I'm, I'm, totally he's, he's one of my favorite directors, hands down, and I will... Come hell or high water, I will probably watch anything that he puts out, including Memento 2. Yeah. Yep. I mean, because, again, we can shake our heads. We can get confused. All three of us are going to go We're gonna see We're going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to yeah. see it. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. I mean, he just, the thing of a director who just, he has not had an L. He has not, he has yet to produce a movie that, A, has not been a, an amazing critical success to not mm-hmm. just those of us geeks who like sci-fi, but across the board, mm-hmm. critical success, yeah. Oscar winning. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just, yeah, tremendous. Jess, final thoughts on Christopher Nolan, director's My final Biden. thoughts on Christopher Nolan are his brain must be huge because where do you come up with these mm-hmm. ideas? Like, I, I'll never, I, I can't even <coughs> fathom. I'm not that kind of a creative, you know, to be yep. that creative to think of these ideas. A movie that goes backwards, a movie that's inside of dreams, a movie that's in different dimensions, a movie that is a comic book movie that has turned into something that's not a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Like he's just, I think he's just really talented and really smart. He's brilliant. He's mm-hmm. definitely the best director of our generation for sure. You know, I think yeah. he's pretty amazing. Um, he honestly, I don't think he can do any wrong. This, we see the new memento coming out, but let's be real. It's probably going to be dope. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> we, we can, yeah, we can yeah. make fun of it or wonder why they're doing it. Yeah. But. It's weird, but it's going to be dope. You know, I'll see it. Christopher Nolan, I salute you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, my final thoughts. I just, I continue to be impressed with, the, with Christopher Nolan. 
as a director, as a writer, because again, every movie is different. Mm-hmm. Every movie is told yeah. with the same type of elements because again, no matter what type of writing you're doing, writing for a movie, a novelist, you can work with the same elements but do something different every time and right. it blows me away. Mm-hmm. Every time he just he continues to impress. So I yeah, he he at this <clears throat> point has not done wrong and I cannot think of him doing wrong. Mm-hmm. So yeah. There we go with that. Uh I know Jess wanted to give a shout out. I'm gonna uh, get a give a special shout out, pour out a little uh little of this forty. I don't really have a forty. <laughs> I, like, I don't really have a forty. No. It's a Gene Wilder, R. I. P. I have to mm-hmm. tell you in my top five best directors is Bell Brooks. And I, there was a summer that my brother, my sister, and myself, every single night before we went to bed, watched Young Frankenstein. Gene wow. Wilder is mm-hmm. definitely in my top like favorite actors. I like him in everything. I've seen him in the Richard Pryor movies. I've seen him yeah. in the Mel Brooks movies. He is absolutely wonderful. And it was just recently that I had, went on Wikipedia. I'm like, where's Gene Wilder? Is he alive? You know, I yeah. just love Gene Wilder. He passed away. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. I just... There's no one. He's more than just a Willy Wonka meme. Like he is yeah. amazing, so funny, best comedic timing of all times. My favorite scene with him, I is when he's like, "Hey, fellas, look here, where the white women at." <laughs> best <laughs> favorite scene. Love Gene Wilder. Like, yep. I'm I'm so sad. 2016 has been a rough year. Man, you know it's, it's been really really rough. The, it's just the Oscars yeah. in December, whenever or January, mm-hmm. they show them like this is going to be a tough reel. Yeah, it is. That's that's going to be like an hour in and of itself. It is. Yeah, but he is just a genius. I I still watch Young Rank, Young Frankenstein all the mm-hmm. time. I've seen Blazing Saddles a million times. I'm so sad. If you ever want to do director spotlight on Mel Brooks, oh my god. I'm here. Okay. Love him. I, I am definitely. Love him. Absolutely love that. him. And the thing that, because I watched my first kind of Mel Brooks that I, ta- that I talked about a few episodes ago was Robin Hood Men in Tights. And when I saw that and just cracked <laughs> up, it was one of the funniest movies I'd ever seen. And then when I got a little bit older, I was like, okay, when I started actually digging into directors and getting to know more of what projects they did, and then I saw Young Frankenstein. I we probably both watched it, Justin. <laughs> Maybe younger than we should have. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but even so, you watch it as a kid, you laugh. You watch it as an adult, and you're like, "Oh, now I get these yeah, jokes, yeah, I get the jokes that yep. I was just laughing at before because he sold it with his comedic timing." <laughs> he did. The movie is great. I mean, yeah. I do one-liners in that movie often. I sing mm-hmm. to my girlfriends when it is appropriate. Oh, sweet mystery of life. At last oh, yeah. I found you. There you I do it to the girl all the time. Meet some new dude, do whatever. I'm like, oh, <laughs> for real? I sing, like, just love it. The, the one that I do, uh, you know, like the werewolf scene. Yeah. Where, no, their wolf. Yeah. Why are you talking Where? like that? Werewolf. I thought you wanted to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Love it. Yeah, R.I.P. Yes. Gene Wilder. Like, Gene. He is the only, only Willy Wonka that I recognize. Uh, you, yep. Word. Amen. Co-sign that. Yeah, absolutely. And the only thing, just a brief tangent uh, on Willy Wonka, the original, which is still better than the remake. Mm -hmm. A lot of people forget the first 30 minutes of that movie is terrible. 
in my opinion. Cheer up, Before, ugh. Love that song. My sister and my brother and myself <laughs> were singing that. We would sing that to each other when somebody was sad. Because <laughs> it was such a like, cheesy Man. song. Before they Me get to Grandpa the factory. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Before they get to the factory, I do not like that movie. It's weird. It's it weird until they get to the factory. Weird. Yeah. Depressing. Yeah, it's super depressing. And Charlie Buckets is depressing. <laughs> and you go from sleeping with like five family members. <laughs> yeah. You know, tops to tails in the bed. <laughs> and then you get this golden ticket and then you just fly off. Yeah, bye. Like, Peace. Got him. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, yeah. that does not take away from Gene Wilder's performance. Yes. I just, I love the scene when he's like drinking from the little teacup and then he eats it. And just his little face is, he's just, he's perfect. Yeah. He's perfect. Yep. Love him. Definitely R.I.P. So there we go. I think we covered the director's spotlight on Christopher Nolan from beginning to end. My recommendation, go on YouTube, watch Doodlebug. I need to watch that. Yes. It is three minutes of insanity. <laughs> yes. And again, this man made Interstellar. Mm-hmm. So just, and with a yes. relatively short period of time. Like Doodlebug came out when he was, I think, in film school or right out of film school in mm-hmm. 1997. Mm-hmm. Interstellar, yeah. 2014. Mm-hmm. Not even 20 years ago. So that is yeah, it's, yeah, incredible. Not even 20 years past. Yep. He's in, he's, it's amazing. He's, he's, he is a genius. He's a, I, I think he's wonderful. Yep. Creative genius. Awesome. So, the Curly Nerd Podcast, Damien, where can people find you on the social medias? Well, they can find uh, Curly Nerd at uh, thecurlynerd.com. Um, also, um, our Twitter handle is at the curly, the curly nerd, curly nerd. <laughs> the cur- see that that the always throws me off yeah it's wow. at the curly nerd uh you can find me personally at damian randall on everything twitter instagram story right um <laughs> and all the other stuff as just cast shade on instagram story instagram story is lame LA also is on lame. snapchat it's whack Snapchat is oh. where it's at. Woo, Snapchat. Be out here. <laughs> wow. All right. Good, good. <laughs> you Just. can find me on Snapchat at JDCOB. <laughs> my snaps are lit. Check them out. Uh, they are really awesome. Wow. My Snapchat <laughs> like, is really with, awesome. With that kind of buildup, mm, man. They're pretty great. With your, with you your never tiny know, tequilas. You never know. You shut your mouth. You shut your mouth, tiny sir. Tequilas. They were not tiny tequilas. Those were large shots. They were just plastic <laughs> Dixie cups. So it looked okay. ridiculous. Mm. Okay. I have the stomach ache to prove it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, at JDCOB on Snapchat, um, Instagram at JDC O'Brien, strong Irish name mm-hmm. on Twitter, and of course at the Curly Nerd Podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Like us, rate us, give us five stars, comment, yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, everybody should go check them out. Uh, these guys are awesome. Their podcast is awesome. Their friendship is awesome. Yes. So uh, <laughs> as for this podcast, uh, you can find About to Review on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at about to review call that brand synergy Every, <laughs> everything is the same um on itunes you can find us there uh you can stream the episodes which actually is really nice because i'm not on soundcloud mm, um so like you can you will be you can stream the episodes on about review.com if you go on itunes and leave a five-star review this is how i like to bribe mm-hmm. my audience if you leave a five-star review i will read it on the air 
So do that. Do that same thing for the curly nerd. They may or may not uh, do it. We all. might. You say something nice. If you say something rude, I'll totally read it. Oh. <laughs> that, that is, that I'm like, come find me. I'm in Seattle. <laughs> in these streets. <laughs> I'll be in these streets. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So for this episode, uh, Damien, thank you for being on all the way from Tejas. H-Town? H-Town. Parallel. <laughs> So, thank you again. Jess, thank mm-hmm. you for coming by again. Thank you again for having me. I've had a wonderful time. Fantastic. <laughs> and I have been your host, <laughs> that guy named John. We will see you guys next time. Bye.